Big Adventures with Brian Durker is sponsored by Lynn Delane. She writes, I love the Grand Canyon, which is why I keep coming back every year to raft the Colorado River. But in the meantime, I also love to listen to Big Adventures with Brian Durker. There's never a dull moment on or off the river. Thank you, Lynn, for your support of Big Adventures. This is Big Adventures with Brian Durker, Dave and Mimi Damery today. And uh, how cool is this that the timing is? <laughs> you're in town. You've got, you're a long ways from home. It is. It works out. And we're, we just savaged through the <laughs> snowstorm to get here to the studio. Uh, we've got about 40 inches of snow on the ground, and it's still snowing. Yes, it is. Dave and Mimi have been building rubber boats for a really long time, but the story goes further back and deeper than that. There are river people that most people know about dib boats. Uh, It's like every commercial company that runs motorboats pretty much is riding on your rubber. Yes. (laughs) And it's uh, durable, you know, your boats last for so long that, I mean, there's like... Uh, you've got boats that are 30 years old down there in Grand Canyon and all over the place. Just uh, you're more than a manufacturer of boats. You're a river man and you're a river lady. (laughs) And uh, I kind of like to start, uh, you know, going before the boat manufacturer and stuff. Can we talk a little bit first to Dave and then to Mimi? And then when you guys get together, we'll talk together but dave uh you were born madison indiana madison indiana okay 1946 uh it was a good year it's the (laughs) year after the world war ii it was yeah and you might be called a A boomer boomer like (laughs) you're the leading edge of being a boomer and i'm i'm kind of the tail end of being a boomer i was 55 so uh, we have that in common. Yeah. God, everywhere you look, there's a bunch of old people that look a lot like us. Um, but uh, so you grew. How long did you live in Indiana? I mean, we, you grew we, up. Uh, we we were there till age 12, 1958, and then moved to Aberdeen, Maryland. My dad was a, a civil servant and worked at. Jefferson Proving Grounds in Indiana and then transferred to Aberdeen Proving Grounds in uh, just northwest or northeast of Baltimore. And you kind of followed that lead later on. We'll talk about that. Yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't you do some testing? I for... did. I ended up working there. I uh, I know that you were a Boy Scout and got started into boating through the Scouts. Yes. Kind of similar to me. I uh, was a Boy Scout. My first Hike in Grand Canyon was with Boy Scouts or Cub yeah. Scouts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back then, that was a really neat. I, I'm not sure how the organization is now, but uh, the, it was a great opportunity to get kids outside mm-hmm. and do stuff and learn stuff. And I really enjoyed the days I had scouting. And was it the same for you? Yeah, it was. I, it it, it kind of started my my older brother was a scout and. We'd go to summer camp in Indiana, and I was too young to participate, so they gave me a swim test and a canoe. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> and a paddle. You know, my, I don't think my, I don't think the troop I was in would have given us the swim test. They just <laughs> gave us the canoe. Were you on lakes in the canoe? Or? Yeah, I was uh, lakes, and then the the second year I got in big trouble because I I carried the canoe around the dam and went downstream, and <laughs> you know, that was that was ugly. Like, I, but I would expect such things from a guy like you. So, and how'd that go? Did you make it? Oh yeah, I made it, and the the boat survived, but. Uh, my my behind <laughs> suffered. Yeah, they were they were not happy with no, you. No, not how not old were you then? You were eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see how old scoutmaster yeah, uh, might be a little tweaked yeah, by that. Yeah. And so, and then you just loved it. I mean, you, I did. You I got did. the bug about boating and stuff. Yeah, never, never stopped. And then, uh, were you there for quite a while after? No, that was uh, that would have been fifty seven, maybe the summer of fifty eight, and then we uh, moved to Aberdeen, uh-huh. and uh, that's right on the top of the Chesapeake Bay, so lots of opportunity to paddle around there. Right. Yeah. And then as time went, you even competitively paddled and stuff, didn't you? Or I you... did. Yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, How were you? Was that later on, or were you much real young? much later? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. Uh, Started getting into river running in the late 60s, and uh, we ended up doing a grand trip in 1970 with Hatch. Which is about the same time I got started. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah with uh, Do you remember the boatman? Was it, mm-hmm. was it Ted? Oh, yeah. Or? No. Massey? <laughs> Jack. It was Jack. Williams. Jack. And oh. Kenton. Kenton Grew. We oh, wow. It was, this, yeah. This was a trip where... And that's right when Kenton was getting started, too. Yeah, yeah and he, he, he uh, tail draggers and got flipped up in... Uh, Horn Jack Creek or something? Horn or? Creek, it Horn was. Horn Creek, yeah. low water. And yeah. came down on an ammo can and was out for two days. And he was unconscious for un- two days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That explains. Right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, it I explains a lot, like yeah. That. <laughs> it explained a lot for Never me. <laughs> talk like that of the past. But um, Ken and I were friends. We were a little adversarial um, through the years, but I loved him, and he, he was a really amazing guy. I, I wish he were here right now. Uh, amazing guy. And, and started Grand Canyon River Guides, mm-hmm. or he was mm-hmm. the, one of the forefathers of sure. that remarkable mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Dories, and yeah. speed trips, oh, yeah. walked through the canyon. He, he was an amazing man. And so you did a hatch trip and saw Grand Canyon, and that mm-hmm. kind of changed changed oh, a lot yeah, of stuff. It sure did. And back then they were on the what we called the rotten cotton. It was mm-hmm. the, the army surplus for the listener. The whole industry started as a as a everybody did things differently, but the one thing everybody was doing is utilizing surplus surplus uh, rubber, yeah. uh, rubber and boxes and everything on the river was pretty much surplus. Sure. And so, uh, what when we call it rotten cotton, and Dave can explain this more, but uh, they used to have neoprene, and that was impregnated uh, cotton fabric. Correct. And uh, so eventually that cotton would give way to time. And uh, uh, so a lot of these big so. companies, we were putting all kinds of big weight on these things. 
and they would, unless you bled them during the heat of the day and stuff, they could just explode. And you'd have a five, six foot rip (laughs) that you had to sew. So all of us in the old days knew how to whip stitch and inside patches. uh, It was a whole different deal. And then, uh, so that it was... Rubber fabricators yes. probably originated the nylon, right? Yes. Well, the nylon came with the snout tubes. The military changed the style of bridge pontoons, and at the same time, they went from the cotton fabric to a better nylon, a better grade of neoprene, and a whole bunch of different things changed with those specifications. And back to the listener, for those of you guys that... Uh, have seen pictures of these big donuts with a tube on each side that it comes up to a tilted point. Those are all built as bridging pontoons and platform rubber uh, so that they could strap them all together. They used to come in threes, and, and that you could dally them along these grommets that went all the way down the tubes, and they'd do that however they, many they needed throw planks down on them and they could make river crossings with heavy equipment using these neoprene (laughs) tubes. Well, those were well suited to adapt river frames to, and there were all kinds of configurations and stuff. And I'll let Dave go into the the, uh, processes or the changes that went along with that. But uh, really a big deal when you guys, when they started building... Nylon. Nylon. Yes. Huge deal. And so it was uh, rubber fabricators, and then that turned into rubber crafters. Yeah. Explain that transition from sure. fabricators who were government contractors. Yeah, explain how all that yeah. went. Well, the Rubber Fab was a, a company with uh, three principals who were entrepreneurs and had moved from New York, actually were with New York Rubber Company, and left and went to West Virginia uh-huh. to form rubber fabricators. And uh, during the late 60s, like 67, 68, Ron Smith, Grand Canyon Expeditions, went to them and said, hey, we need a better product. What can you make us? And uh, Ron designed the 37-foot S-Rig and the Salmon River Boat, the Green River Boat, yeah. and the Yampa. Yep, so I, all, the, all those all, all of those were made by Rubber Fab. And then in 73, Rubber Fab was sold to B.F. Goodrich. And at that point, the principals took a year off and then started Rubber Crafters. Yes, that's right. So they, they kind of shot off from the fabricators. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I was running triple rigs with Don Neff, uh, we were the center boat was a Green River, and mm-hmm. then the two outside boats were Army Ten Men. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we ran these one triple rig trips for years. We did that for McCallum. Why? But uh, but I'll tell you what, that Green River was a hell of a good boat. It was was a little floppy in the floor, but hell. <laughs> Well, a lot of a lot of companies made their bones with the Green River boat. Yeah, you know. Yep. But, uh, there, yeah, the the Quiz Brothers had the yeah. Green Rivers, and yeah. oh, when McCallum's house burned down, they gave McCallum a couple of Green mm-hmm. Rivers. That's mm-hmm. where those Green Rivers yeah. came from. It's yeah. the Quiz Boys, yeah. Mokey Mac. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were instrumental in my 
farming too, also. So uh huh. Good good guys. Good guys. Yeah. Then it's rubber crafters. So these guys come back in and they right. uh, and they're probably still doing government contract stuff for Vietnam and oh, yeah. stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I, I I got into it. I I had worked at Aberdeen at the Proving Grounds, and then because I was running to Western Maryland, southwestern Pennsylvania every weekend to paddle. I, I ended up taking a job running a field laboratory in Western Maryland for the Corps of Engineers. Uh-huh. And uh, the Corps and I didn't see eye to eye, and I left, and I was job shopping, and I put my application into a place that made uh, rockets, and they called— Well, that uh, makes absolute sense. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, I, I went from tank and artillery weapons to rockets. And uh, I had been working weekends for one of the outfitters on the Yacht in uh, Ohio, Powell, Pennsylvania. And I used the outfitter as a reference. And uh, so they called him up, and he says, oh, you're thinking about hiring that asshole, huh? <laughs> so he calls me up and says, "You want a job? Come up here." So I. Uh, so he ruined yeah. your job over yep. there to pay you very little. Very little money. I ended up running their their outfitting store, and uh, and that the, was their West? kayak stool. No, yeah. this was uh, Lance Martin. Oh, oh, okay. back, back in Ohio, back in, in the east, in Pennsylvania, yeah. yeah. And they were a distributor for rubber crafters. Oh, so, so there's one a tie. Of, one huh? of my yeah. jobs was to sell the rafts to other East Coast outfitters. Yeah. And then 76. So you sold a bunch of Green Rivers. I did. And and little putt yacht boats. Well, and, and those yampas were a nifty yampas, little boat. Yeah. Oh, we sold a bunch of those early to Outward Bound, uh, yampas and Green Rivers. Yeah. And we actually made a modified Green River when we started our business that they still use now called a Lador. Yeah. It's a little bigger tube and a self-bailing floor. Great uh, boat. Great boats. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they have tighter floors. <laughs> Hopefully. Inflatable <laughs> floors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Times have changed, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And so you worked for them for a while. Yeah, we, uh, from 73 to 76. Yeah. And then we opened a store in Pittsburgh, and I was going to have to spend my winter's in Pittsburgh, so I took a job stacking lumber in a local sawmill, as opposed to living in Pittsburgh. Uh huh. Now I don't, I, I, I don't know Pittsburgh, but I, I it's a city. I've heard it said before. <laughs> Pittsburgh's a good town, but not a real destination for a young entrepreneur, <laughs> though. Not really, but a good, a good town, good sports teams, and a good nightlife. But it's a big city, and I, yeah, I'm allergic to them, so. <laughs> I was there stacking lumber for about three weeks and still doing some competitive canoe racing. Oh, that's and you were into the at that time, yeah. competition. Yeah. Yeah. And was it open canoe racing? Yeah, or some, was it some closed? Op- mostly decked, but uh, some open canoes. There's a good story about that later. <laughs> and the people that own rubber crafters called me up and said, Hey, why don't you come to work for us as a nationwide sales rep? And, and where were they out of by then? They, they were in Richwood, West Virginia. Okay, they were in West Virginia. Yeah, they had like four plants in West Virginia. <clears throat> and by then, were they cold lamp, or had they no, started? No, they, they, they were always vulcanized. 
Well, explain to the listener the difference there as far as the construction real quick so that as our conversations go, we can enjoy the differences there. Most most rubber products need to be vulcanized. They need to go through a heat process to complete the rubber molecule. So most, I say most of the companies who are building rubber boats, neoprene or hypolons, will get a cured fabric, cut it, use a adhesive cement to join it together. Whereas we buy uncured coated materials, coated nylons, and then put the boat together using cohesive cements that are matched to the coatings that we're using. And once the boat's totally complete, we put it in a dry heat autoclave and vulcanize it as a unit. Yeah, and so everything marries up that way. Trying to make a one-molecule boat. Uh Uh-huh. And so that's a really big deal because, uh, and and that... uh, Durability-wise, yes. And that must be a pretty impressive oven. It's a nine-foot diameter by 41 feet. Yeah. And did you have a smaller oven before that, or is that always been No, no, we ran an ad in the Akron Beacon Journal, wanted, used autoclave, and we got like 40 (laughs) responses to it. And, uh, yeah, everybody's trying to sell their autoclaves. Yeah, at that yeah. time, the tire yeah. business was... Yeah, 1982, yeah. I, I have one behind the shop. <laughs> I, was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping I could maybe have yeah. one that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the manufacturing facility when we get to you sure. doing that. But when you were working for those guys... Uh, what kind of a facility was that? A big warehouse type? They, thing yeah, the big, big uh, open uh, spaces, and uh, you know, just lots of tables for workspaces. Yeah, you'd have a regular production line where you'd have cutting and receiving at one point, and then you'd cut it, and then you'd do element or strips, and different parts would be made. And that was before the CAD machines and all that. Oh so yeah, yeah, you were yeah. Run, you were running off of like. Paper. Paper. Paper patterns. patterns. Plastic yeah. patterns, yeah. and uh, Simplicity very, patterns. Very simple, yeah. And, uh, Vogue, please. <laughs> they did have the best patterns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good stuff. And you would design the patterns? No, not I. Uh, I was a salesman. Uh-huh. Uh, I was a manufacturer's rep. So, but you were getting educated. I, well, as yeah. as I went out and tried to sell people boats, they say, "Well, you know, I like the Green River, but I need a bigger tube or or I a little that. more kick or a little more." Yeah. Typically, the the Quist brothers, we all sat down in Ben's ca- or Bruce's cafe in Green River, and Bob and Claire and I. And they said, "Well, we." That we, sounds like a real thing. Well, it was it was tough. <laughs> said, "Well, we you know we like this, like this Green River boat, and we like that Leyland twenty foot boat, but we need something between them, you know." And so we made a bigger tube and a little bit shorter and a little bit wider and yeah, more kind of that square. Came up with Claire's grand boat. So <laughs> the uh, grand boat. Yeah, yeah. That was it? And is it that was, this? Is are those grands that ARR has those blue boats that they 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 had, they had a bunch of them? Yeah, they still have. Yeah, some the ones of them. that we sold the yeah. diamond. Yeah, the diamond. Yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Good, good. It's funny how that scatters around. <laughs> yeah. um, and so <laughs> you you're. Doing that, you're selling boats, 
you're probably selling more than they can make. That's exactly right. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good salesman. Well, that's what my father said. He's a good salesman. <laughs> <laughs> well, he must have had some sales pitch for your father, Mimi. It took a long time. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that's funny. Um, and so, uh, that did they gear up or how tell well, us they, they, they what did, was the they process did, they did well they they geared up and they uh, had other contracts though. They, but they, they were doing a lot of military military work. stuff and uh this i guess it was 81 we had a really good sales year and they only produced half of what we sold so the light went off what do you do you know so you and your brothers got after it and well, started your own mimi and i got after it and we en- enlisted our one brother who <laughs> he had been working. Uh, he had just set up a tire recapping shop for Fruhoff trailers. And uh, Interesting, was, another rubber guy. Yeah, he was unhappy with that and <laughs> said, well, I'll come help you out for a year or so. so. Well, uh, on that note, before we get there, let's back up <laughs> about how you guys met oh. and that whole thing. Yeah. And then uh, we can... Finally, I'll be able to direct some questions to you. Okay. Quick story about where you grew up. Well, I grew up all over the place. My my family was an Army family. Both my grandfathers were career officers, and my dad was. And I was born at Fort Sill. We have a, oh, wow. A field artillery family. <laughs> but we were never there very long. <laughs> you moved around, yeah, like moved, so many military yeah, families do. Yeah. But we ended up... My father ended up at the Pentagon as his last duty, and then he got a job in Baltimore after he retired. And outside of uh, Baltimore was Columbia, Maryland. I don't know if you, but it was a new kind of a new city built by this Rouse company that my dad worked for. But near there was um, a guy who started an Explorer Post. Oh. And it was a co-ed explorer post, so of course we joined it. No, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't around yet. <laughs> but anyway, um, our leader was Doug Woodward, who's pretty well known in the kayaking world in the East. Uh-huh. And uh, so he really wanted to paddle the Grand Canyon, so he focused us on building boats and getting experience. None of us paddled on this 1970 trip but we went and there were a few people who paddled adults paddled so so we went on that trip and, and that was the trip Dave was on yeah the the trip was funny because it was a river road <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well one side <laughs> but <laughs> Back to the salesmanship. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, well, I was 16, so (laughs) I wasn't, you know, like ready for all that. Ready for all that shenanigans. (laughs) But Hatch was told a scout group was coming, you know, of Explorer Scouts. So they bought food and everything for, you know, 28, 17-year-old boys. Well, half of them were adults and half were women, so. We had food out the gazoo. Left One of the over, few but... trips that Hatch overstocked the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. And boy, I mean, we had egg fights. We had everything. Oh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> but uh, so Dave was one of the 
adults who rode on the adult boat. And you were 16, <laughs> and he was a very patient salesman. <laughs> Right. I guess. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. It's all formulating now. <laughs> so, uh, but then, I don't know if you've been to Ohio Pile, Pennsylvania, but it's sort of a center for kayaking and canoeing in the east. And, and since Dave was there, I'd run into him a lot, and, and he was... Always attentive. Very <laughs> attentive, wasn't he? Even if he was with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> you can get tricky back in those young yeah. years. Oh, for, boy. Tricky for everybody. Jump jump on the <laughs> store counter and take one of those Hershey bars. How you doing, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, who's that? <laughs> The one that's looking at the yeah, knives right. over at the other end of the store. There's a fair amount of that. <laughs> but anyway, so I paddled, cool. I paddled a lot of kayak and C1 deck canoe. And in 76, a friend of mine who I met on the Potomac, but who was stay, living in Santa Fe, um, she said, hey, I, I got invited on a Grand Canyon trip. Do you want to come? I said, Sure. So in 76, I did a private trip with a bunch of um, Southwest Outward Bound people. Oh, in Grand Canyon? Yeah, in Grand Canyon. Yeah, 23 days. Oh, was how nice. awesome is that? Yeah, it was. I got off that going, uh... And how'd you do kayaking? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> paddled a C1. Paddled a C1. Oh, wow. C1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a... That's yeah. a the, I came what? upon one... I think it was a Grand Canyon trip, Grand Canyon Expeditions trip, and I, I don't know who the boatman was, but he had a very thick southern accent. And he said, what the hell are you paddling a dangerous boat like that for? <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, you know, back in the early 70s and yeah. stuff when we first... Saw, saw you know there'd be groups so oh, who was that earlier one uh he was a out of aspen or somewhere and he was an instructor oh yeah uh, yeah uh roger roger Perry. yeah the water is up we must go <laughs> and i did some trips side by side with those guys oh, that's, yeah. I, that's yeah. how i learned to roll and stuff yeah. sure. hanging yeah. out with those guys yeah. but it was an amazing thing to see the first one you ever saw down there, you know, because everybody was so gripped in whatever boat they were in. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. So, and then you did that trip. When yeah, did you guys then, actually get together? Uh, many times. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the sordid details here. When did you move in together? Let's try that. When we got married. Yeah, we, we, we met in 69. Uh, and uh, got married in '81, so there was a. Oh wow! We, we we finally figured out that we of that core group of people, we were the only two left. So, <laughs> it's funny how they disappear. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, uh, gosh. Yeah. No, but then uh, actually, after college, I in '72 I became a a kayak guide up in Idaho. And I did the Selway middle fork of the salmon and the salmon, but all the passengers from the kayak <laughs> trip were better than me. 
<laughs> and if I got in trouble, <laughs> they were rescuing me. <laughs> what a gem that river is, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Truly one of the Western gems. Mm-hmm. But you worked all summer up there? Uh, just a month or so, yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Usually yeah. their season is They're a little short. short. Yeah. It's this too high in the spring and too low in the summer. Yeah. Right? Although people are running it. A lot later than I remember. Well, people run lower water than yes. that we yeah, ever yeah. used to. Yeah. The boats have changed dramatically. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. with these little kayaks yes. and stuff. You yeah. oh, run yeah. on a puddle. And... Yep. But I remember portaging one rapid on the Selway thinking, God, I wonder if anybody's ever walked here before. <laughs> you know, it's just so remote. <laughs> the Selway, another gem. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and the South Fork. I've done that one. That's a ramp. On uh, the uh, Owyhee. Of the, uh, of the salmon. Of the salmon, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, and That's then a later I did one. a trip on the Owyhee, seven uh, days. Uh-huh. Two of us paddled C1s. That was fun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we had all our gear in our boats. We portaged a lot because You're that smart. is truly remote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get in trouble there. Did you, you have a pretty dead. bomber roll? Uh, no, not bomber. No. Yeah. And when you have that much gear, it's... Yeah, it's a whole different yeah. boating experience. Yeah. But like, we... Oh, we had a good time, yeah. Yeah, we did a bunch yeah. of exploratory stuff in yeah. kayaks to where yeah. you, you're loaded down yep. with gear. It's a whole different yeah. Yeah. deal. Mindset, yeah. 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 You're not playing on the waves yeah. as much, but you survive. Takes all the fun out of it, yeah. <laughs> well, unless it's a, unless it's the adventure of the exploratory. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't even think about playing on... Yeah. Stuff, like. Well, that's the thing with the east. Your tr- your um, paddleable sections are fairly short. Either you run into dams or you run out of slope. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah, different. Yeah. So it's usually day trips. Yeah. Yeah. Then you you've got your taste for some western rivers and stuff. You guys have got together since 69 how did that go along did you keep coming back to grand canyon or yeah you worked well he was well worked for claire yeah yeah that's what i thought mostly late 70s early 80s Uh uh-huh oh you ran a trip for georgie oh got to row a triple rig with georgie (laughs) oh did you you know she i still regret it she offered me a job and uh we were friends i helped her through the years, and I, I regret that I didn't. I didn't really want a job, but I regret that I didn't do a trip with yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was typical. I'd, I'd be out on a sales trip and show up at the ferry, and somebody needed a boatman. You know, and Georgie says, "What are you doing?" I says, "Well, I'm this and that." And he says, "Well, I need a boatman." I said, well, "Let me make a call." You know, and off you went. Off we went. Yeah, and I said, "Well, who's who's going to row the other?" stern oar she says oh this guy over here so i went over and introduced myself and he says well what do you want me to do i've never rode a boat <laughs> well that's how mccallum got started too so she fi- fired um chad bundy at fan on on his first trap and she said mccallum you're a Good sized boy, get on that rear oar. He so that's how he got hired, and he was with her for years and years. Yeah, Yeah. until she left him in Alaska because they didn't make any money. He he drove her to the airport, and she informed him that he didn't have a plane ticket. (laughs) I think that was kind of the The final (laughs) joke. 
But that must have been fun. Did she? It was. It was. It was 1980. With all those firemen? <laughs> yes, they were all firemen. And they, one or two of them had several trips and had some skills, but. Was Ray on that trip? Oh, remember no. the old boy? That remember was Hutch, a guy by the name of Hutch was the uh, one I remember, but I don't remember Ray. Was there any drinking on those trips? Only after you got up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those trips were wild. This was a wild trip. Everything was soft. Uh, for the listener, Georgie's boats all had... Everything was in rubber bags. Yes. And she didn't even have frames. She, the only frame she had was back there for a transom. We had a little frame on little the triples. frame on the... Yeah. And, and a little one in the middle yeah, of yeah. the triples. Yeah. And, but uh, uh. it was rubber for a reason. Yep. Because she, where wild. she drove the boat and, and the way everybody was behaving <laughs> on she, the boat. It needed to be rubber. Drive into the gut of crystal uh. and... She'd be wearing her helmet and her life jacket, and she'd pull the motor up, turn it off, duck down, and hold on in the motor well till the boat came out the bottom. Then she'd get up and yeah. drop the motor down, start it up. That was a good run. Same, same thing <laughs> off the shelf of lava. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was, that was some wild. Uh, so that's fantastic. It was. It You're was, my hero. You did a trip with Georgie. I, I was concerned about her. At the, she seemed like she was starting to have uh, some Alzheimer's or something. And I, I was, you know, I thought, oh, boy, this might be the last time, you know. And mm. uh, the after-trip party in Vegas, uh, I walked in there, and she's got a little sales booth set up, and her and her sister Maria are in there counting money and chucking things. <laughs> oh, she's okay. Oh, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> yep. Well, he did yeah. say to me, if we ever work a trip for Georgie, we're taking our own food. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cans of food. Okay. Inflatable swimming pool full of canned stuff. And she and took she the oil water. Didn't she take the wrappers off the cans? <laughs> well, they know what Callum said, they, and you just grabbed a can, and that's dinner. Well, they got beat off from the previous trip. That was it. Yeah, some of those cans probably did about yeah. 10, 20 trips. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, that must have been something. Oh, and they were fairly long trips, weren't they? Like 10 days? Oh, to, yeah, yeah. These were she days. wasn't still going to South Cove by mm. then. But no, this was Diamond, I believe. What amazing woman. Oh. Scaredest I've ever been in my life was jumping out of her kick. Oh, her 80th birthday kick. There. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> oh, Little scary. <laughs> missed that one. Yeah, <laughs> missed that. I forget why we couldn't be there. We, uh, we it was a hell of liked. a party. Yeah, we would have. I think. <laughs> it was a hell of a party, party. they tell me. Best party I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. you, you know it was a good one. And so then... You guys are together, and uh, tell me. Let's jump back to the business. Mm. And, uh, tell tell me how all that works when you became Deb. Well, I mean, or before that, or uh, well, the transition from. Well, let's see you. Yeah. You say you'll do anything for money, and then as you go along, you. Yeah. Well, you taper know, that down. Narrow it. <laughs> down right down. You, you need to eat. That's the first right. thing. Yeah. First. So. Got to figure out how to make money to put food on the table. But uh, rubber crafters uh, didn't fulfill our sales, so we decided, well, let's do it ourselves, you know. And uh, so we 
you know, found a location and turned out to be Friendsville, Maryland, which is the takeout for the Upper Yawk, which is a really renowned piece of whitewater. And, yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Yeah. And is it neat countryside? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got to be a beautiful steep, place. Oh, yeah. Steep Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Right in the heart of the hardwood region. And you found yourself an oven. We got an oven. Yep. And we moved into this 1927 school building that had been abandoned for six or seven years. And oh, how cool. Got, got going. And and you had enough room in the gymnasium or whatever? Well, the or? gym. And we took the classroom walls out of the upstairs and make big long uh, assembly halls and oh, carried everything so up neat. and downstairs yeah. and worked our full heads off and yeah then in uh, <clears throat> 94 we added a metal edition and in 04 we added another metal edition so we've now got around 25,000 so you're feet. you're still in the same facility same facility <laughs> yep oh that's same neat. same people we've got well, like we just hired another kid, but I used to say we had one employee that had less than 20 years with us. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's been really good. Yeah, yeah but, that, but that now is they're good. getting they're all they're hard to find. Retire now. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah one gal said, Well, if I work, Social Security is going to tax me a whole lot on what I earn outside of Social Security. Dave says, I'll pay it. Come to work. Uh, <laughs> I need your head. Yeah, need Sometimes you just got to pay the piper. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But, no, we've but had, that's great relationships yeah. and yeah. Yeah. friendships. And during and COVID, we had a mini daycare center going. <laughs> what do you do? They can't, yeah. you know. I've had a lot of babies upstairs at the shop, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Bring the baby. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. I've even bought a few cribs. Yeah. I think. <laughs> you got to do closest thing do I've is... had to kids is yeah. a crib. Yeah. <laughs> so and then there's the administrative elements that you have been a great fit. And there's yeah. the manufacturer and design and sales yeah. that both of you are probably involved with. Yeah, yeah. I do it's all. Been that. a real team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mimi's done a great job with the actual administration and accounting and yeah. dealing with all the things I can't do. I just, <laughs> no, he won't do. Have you, have you uh, accounting has gotten, uh, there's a lot of great new tools in, yeah. in regards to bookkeeping, Bookkeep, accounting, yeah. uh, and, and that end of it. And, and then we have design. CAD, we have a CAD and, machine and now. CAD. Yeah. yeah, the chip has changed everything. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's amazing. So and that's on the facility right there. Everything's mm-hmm. under under yeah. home home that's house. Right. Yeah. Stuff. Well, we yeah. were talking about early on. We had all our paper patterns and plastic patterns, which we had oodles of. So we just bought a gigantic uh, CAD table that's wired to lay your pattern on it, and you just take your mouse and trace go around, it. trace it, and. It goes into the CAD machine. So you got it all digitized yeah. now, yeah. and then and then now you can just create the the yeah. things. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. You can actually CAD. take take a CAD drawing and turn it into a pattern and send it from the office down to the cutting machine. Cutting machine's this giant plotter with a knife on it and rips everything How out. How cool is that? So yeah. you, you've really kept up with the modernizing. To some, to some degree, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I'm still a you know a luddite and. 
kind of <laughs> stuck stuck in the last century. But show show him your phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, see my flip I've, phone. I've seen his phone. Uh, we were lucky enough to do a river trip uh, together. My, my whiteberry. Huh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, we were doing. A... <laughs> yeah. That's great. The blackberry. The, he just held up a wad of paper. For the, li- for the cards. listener, <laughs> index cards. Good. We were doing a, uh, well, Dave was doing a meeting with some Navy architects, and they had to go into a room and take all their phones and empty their pockets. And so when they came out, one of the younger Naval architects said, Now, nah, you were talking about doing this and that. And so he pulls out one of his index cards and he starts drawing on it. And another kid comes over and says, are those index cards? <laughs> I had a professor who told me to keep some handy. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Well, I had about six of them laid out with little sketches on them. They all pull their phones out and start taking pictures of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. I think it makes a lot of sense still. I mean, if if you're not writing notes to yourself, yeah. you're not going to remember at this stage in our game, are yeah, that's right. we? Boy. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the military stuff. Uh, the, can you talk about some of the stuff you do for the military, or is no. it proprietary? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we could move on. It's, ca- it's caused him gray hair. <laughs> Government contracting is a we, world all its own. We've done a bunch of snout tubes, bridge pontoons. We've done a... Weren't um, you building some rib boats or some mm-hmm. sport we, boats as we, well? We, we've done a lot of replacement rib tubes for the 7-meter and 11-meter boats. Yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, I've seen some great pictures mm-hmm. of some of the oh, stuff yeah. that you've yeah. punched yeah. out. It's yeah. really cool. We still do a lot of that. Cool and stuff. And we, we do a lot of prototype work for uh, different small units, mostly Navy and some Marine Corps who will come in with a— Say, hey, we really need two of these to do something over there. What can you do? And yeah, you that know, must be fun. It, oh, it's wonderful. D- wonderful stuff yeah. around particular. Yeah. Uh, we just got a. Uh, we years ago we built some round tubes about ten foot diameter, thirty inch tube size, and they're used with a winch on them that fits on the donut hole to clear mines out of harbors. Oh, wow. And we just got one back, just refurbished it, and it was like a 19-year-old tube that had been mm-hmm. out in the field being used for the last 19 years. And so so the tube protected the... Well, what it did is it, it gave you a remote float to pull a mine up so nobody's oh, near it when it blows up. So yeah. it was did, did you lose some of them that way? I, I don't know. <laughs> it almost seems like that could be a good thing for you. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. It's like selling Planned donuts, ups. so to speak. Yeah, eat the donut. Get up early. <laughs> well, <laughs> Time to make the donuts. Right. Uh, the tube is called a torus. Uh-huh. And if you're a mathematician, a torus... Is a mathematical formula that makes the the donut. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a great name. Yeah. Did you come up with that? No, oh, no, 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 they no, they, no. they came to us with the name. Yeah. And so, and so uh, 
is there enough volume to keep you pretty busy? Like, uh, or or it must be kind of highs and lows of demand that way. But it's very complimentary to the river business and the commercial floats and boats we make. Yeah. 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 We're making a lot of rescue boats now. We do a lot of fire department rescue boats uh-huh we, well we, like that boat you had on the exactly, colorado exactly well, like for that. the listener uh dave and i did a trip last summer and he brought <laughs> a really neat boat it was a kind of a snout configuration with a soft low floor yeah with a drop, a, drop stitch with a drop st- yeah. inflatable not soft floor but yeah. inflatable floor um yeah. can you explain the uh the technology that goes into building drop stitch. Sure, it's, it's just uh, two layers of fabric that are woven together with a certain size thread, and every quarter inch in each direction, you'll have a thread connecting the two pieces so of woven. Hundreds fabric. and hundreds of hundreds threads. Hundreds and hundreds of threads, mm-hmm. and then they coat the outside uh, layers of fabric, and when you inflate it. It turns into a flat bank plank like a stand-up paddleboard. Oh, and it, you can make them rock hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, I was we're, really impressed yeah. with that boat. That was a neat boat. It is a neat boat, and we. You did uh, a pretty good job with it. You just saw. did okay. <laughs> there was one or two runs were a little rough. I was. I wasn't uh, going to mention that. But, boy, I was a little nervous when uh, I was watching. I must admit. But nobody was more nervous than me. I was in a dory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that boat took care of me. Good, good boat. That was a really fun group, huh? Yeah, it was great. We had a lot of crazy boats in the water. Several of those guys were raft guys for me right. in the early 70s right. back in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Their family. Chris, them, yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris Walters Chris a really Walters. unbelievable sea water mm-hmm. and he had that little <laughs> yeah. what did they call those boats? Oh, uh, Shredder. Shredder. Shredder, yeah. 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 And yeah. uh he went for a few rides. <laughs> yeah. A few odd things happened there. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, but that that was a, a really neat design. What was the length of that boat uh you were driving? It was a 17. It was 17. 17 with a 28-inch tube. Yeah, it had a fairly big tube. Fairly and good yeah, size we tube. learned a long time ago the, the large tube boats take a lot of the movement from the transom out of the boat so that more of your energy makes the boat go forward instead of being absorbed in the wiggles of the boat. Right. So Yeah, there you go. And... You know, being a river runner, especially big water stuff, the bigger your tube, the less chance you have of getting caught on an eddy line or whatever. Yeah, they're, so, they're a little more yeah. predictable. Yeah. Archimedes had it good. You know, buoyancy's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the uh, the boat that you brought with the drop stitch floor, yes. that probably adds some torsional rigidity it to does. that it's, drop it's stitch. Very, especially at the pressures we run. I mean, you know, most uh, inflatable floors run in a two to three pound range, I think. Yeah. I was running like... Really eight, surprisingly low 17 PSI. 17 or yeah. 18 PSI in that boat. So Oh, it's that high. Yeah, really mm-hmm. stiff. Um, the I'm still interested in how you do that, though, how you lay up... <laughs> That must be proprietary. No, not really. No. How how do you go about 
land it up or how well, do you build you, one? You, you, your, your fabric comes in about a 60-inch width, okay, and it's open all the way around. And what you do is you bring the edges together and run a piece of fabric on it, but you cut the shape as you want originally, and then when you seal it up and inflate it, it makes that shape. So you're a- you're able to get the fabric that's already woven in the yes. drop stitch, and, and big cut. big looms do that. Yep. Yep. It, it, yep. from your supplier. Okay, I was trying trying to visualize how. You know, a fellow like you, <laughs> yeah. with a needle and thread, or I, I didn't know. Local drinking. Appalachia, right? yeah. <laughs> I really held him up at a high esteem. You, you need to come years. visit the shop. There yeah. you oh, go. Oh, I'm going to. I yeah. really look forward to it. And I appreciate it. I didn't think you would invite me, but now that you have, <laughs> I'm really you. looking forward uh, to getting over there. Have you been there. back east very I haven't. Times? You know, I, I've been... In Grand Canyon, yeah. and it's taken, like, all my friends started river companies about everywhere, the Sobek Boys yeah. and Alaska and all over the world. I've had so many opportunities. <laughs> you know, like I said, it ruined my life. <laughs> I could have been a contender. <laughs> Where's Brian? Oh, oh he's it's in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I'm not complaining. No, no. It's kind of a sorrowful tale. <laughs> Uh, but that must be really fun doing innovative design of stuff. Course, it has of course, to be the yeah. joy of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, people come to you with all kinds of projects, and it's uh, you know it, it, it you know if we made fifty of the same thing, it drive you batty. But uh, you know we learned a long time ago that to build stuff in the U.S. and especially in Maryland, the communist state of Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to build a very special product at a very high standard and you got to charge through the nose for it. Yeah. And and there and um I'll bet you got OSHA all over you because yeah, of the Yeah, but they're pretty good. I mean, we we early on You give them donuts at the front office. <laughs> and... I'll give them some. <laughs> <laughs> but you Maryland did have one good thing is that they their all of their stuff exceeds the feds. Yeah, yeah, so there's a safety there's yeah. safety component. Thing. Plus, there. they, if you want, you can invite them to come in, and they won't fine you. They'll merely tell you where you're deficient. Yeah, and we there did you that go. several times. Transparency. Early, yeah, mm-hmm. early on was really good. And uh, smart. We've got a we've got a pretty clean shop for a rubber shop. Yeah. Well, if you have old employees, that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty good well, indication. Hey, <laughs> look, hey, I look did at me. notice both of you were <laughs> twitching your heads. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you've got old people working for you still, that's a great sign. Yeah. 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 So, the, do you have any exciting stuff down the pipe here? Oh boy, yeah. Like uh, I right? would think. You ha- you have to be doing stuff for this uh, SpaceX, or you got to... You know, I turned those guys down uh, last year. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They called. Okay. They called up and they wanted us to help them build a recovery raft for the. They 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 shoot up and then separate their boosters. And then and they, they land the boosters their boosters. Come, yeah. them, and they wanted mm-hmm. a some uh, inflatable recovery raft for that. They wanted us to jump through all kinds of hoops, mm-hmm. and I said, "You know, I've I've hired one attorney in my forty years. Um, 
I, I don't think I need to. And he's old, probably. Yeah, well, yeah I don't need to deal with you guys. You know, <laughs> Might have been the smartest thing. <laughs> well, it's we're a small shop. You don't don't need giant headaches. That's a little different than the the cheap shares of Apple that you could have bought. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. A little different. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Andrew, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they would approach you on yeah. some specialized... Well, you know, our suppliers know that we really do unique stuff. Yeah. And and they send people to us all the time. Yeah, word of mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, that's really cool stuff. <laughs> um, but you can't share with me and the... And the Hundreds of thousands of listeners. Uh, what's down we're, the pipe? We're, we're, let's see. See, this is good journalism. Well, you you got to keep digging. Yeah. You got to keep digging. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to build some drop stitch floats that are used to recover a vessel. Cool. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> No, but my mind is spinning. <laughs> your head headphones are yeah. about to fall off yeah. your head. They're they're hot. They're hot. Yeah, and we you know we've we've done a lot of work for the geophysical industry uh-huh. over the years. Yeah. and uh, like right now, the reason we're in Flagstaff on a snowy day <laughs> is that we have to go up to Canab to Waterman Welding, where we're building three 41-foot snout rigs. Oh, wow, 41-footers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and these are all going to Nigeria for a geophysical job. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, uh, you know, over the years, uh, especially late 90s, early 2000s, we did lots of 32- and 41-foot high-speed snouts with Diesel motors. Yeah, and I've seen some pictures of yes. those. Yeah. And they're probably still in operation, huh? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we just yeah. got a, a call from France. Where, now, are they rigid at that length? Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you well, know. You... you know, the, the this 41's got a 35-foot aluminum frame. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And it's a four-foot diameter tube. And what kind of powerhouse does it have? The, a, most of them have had the 300 horse diesels. These they're they're doing with uh, 250 outboards. And how big are the tubes? Four feet. Oh uh, wow, that's a by, big yeah. That's by big 41 stuff. foot. Yeah, it's yeah. stiff. I mean, you, you inflate a four foot diameter tube, it's pretty stiff. Yeah, that's a big big mm-hmm. yeah. mass. Yes. Of yeah. Structural volume and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah. Now, you travel all over the place. You've seen a lot of rivers. How are our rivers doing in your observation? I always, I'm a little environmental on this question. You know, I, I think they're doing pretty good. You know, they're, A lot of them are protected to a degree. They're protected, and I, I think, you know, our, the regulation in our country is so strict. Even on unprotected rivers, the, the industries and farms and things around them are restricted in what they can do and what they can't do. Yeah. And I, you know, from from living in southwestern Pennsylvania and seeing Pittsburgh change from a steel town oh, to, yeah, I'll bet. Uh, yeah. Uh, Entrepreneurial uh, to a, you know, a, a corporate headquarters town, you see the whole country do that. Yeah. And I, Well, that's an optimistic <laughs> take. Is, yeah. Well, and I think, too, the education that everybody's absorbed from all this last what 40 50 years of yeah. 
it is hardful to hear that uh, a lot of the eastern rivers are taking mm-hmm. dams out and mm-hmm. uh, their uh, water quality is mm-hmm. such that yeah. you can return some of the native species. Yes. And- yes. Interesting, the, the dam I worked on with the Corps of Engineers in 71 improved the water quality of the Potomac. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was a, a lot of uh, mine drainage and acid in the river. And what the dam did is it contained gave, it, huh? gave them a water column to where the, the acid water would segregate at different levels and better water would be at another level and they could mix them with a discharge and uh, really improve the downstream quality, quality. of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they do about agricultural uh, pollution coming from... What what are uh, about every farm has to submit a plan in Maryland yeah, yeah. about uh, erosion and containment, drainage and containment. Can, yeah and you know they they all now have a like a silt berm wherever where and, it bakes it bakes mm-hmm. the water off and then they mm-hmm. can it, the, yeah then they and can the truck cows or whatever. yeah yep and the cows are kept from going right down to, to the, the stream so that that's the, huge right yeah, there right, yeah yep. right right they can. Fart on the hillside. <laughs> well, right. well, yeah, if you want to talk about the environment, let's, let, let's go to the real crust of the problem here. Oh. Not, not what we do, but how many, many of us, us do it. Right. Yeah, no, and that that comes up with that with my. Uh, we need less people. Yeah, there's a, a, a you see the vast growth of uh, the western cities but you see it in every country oh, you yeah. see it in every part of the united states yes. you, yeah there's a lot of people starting to crowd the planet yes mm-hmm. that's a tough one to yeah tough not take to care of yeah well we saw that 40 years ago yeah. <laughs> i think we've lived in a really kind of good time as far as uh wild lands and our ability to <laughs> see stuff before yeah. you know sure. before yeah. a lot of it has been yeah. uh, what was it waterman out. used to always say oh yeah he, he says, yeah dean waterman what a great <laughs> legend a legendary <laughs> fabricator what, yeah and a, and a good inspiration yeah. for me and a good guy yeah <laughs> great guy he'd, he'd always go he'd say, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we lived in a good time we just Missed Vietnam and lived through the sexual revolution. Got married before AIDS. Got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. How did he get out of Vietnam? I don't know. He, he must. Was, have, uh, he was just. A, he's a little older. Yeah. He was. Yeah. yeah and where yeah. I was just behind yeah. it. You you were. Close I was right to, there. Oh Did yes. you go to Vietnam? <laughs> no, I, I was working at Aberdeen Proving Grounds. And, I got my draft notice in November 65. But you were working for the same great cause. Well, yeah, and I I went to my boss and said, hey, I got to... One of these. I got to go take my physical to get drafted. And he said, give me that. I said, what do you mean, give you that? He said, give me that. (laughs) The next day, I was in the Army Reserve at Aberdeen Proving Ground. You had a good boss. (laughs) I'd be sending him Christmas cards at least. Well, he lost so many good people. Yeah, no, that was a bad deal. It didn't really finish well, and it was a bad deal. But I was glad I missed that that little part. My dad retired because he could. 
because his next station was Vietnam, and he said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in the field artillery. I'm not going over there. Oh, <laughs> jungle field artillery. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'll retire. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, play golf. <laughs> well, and so uh, just the immediate times, so you'll drive back across the country when you're done? Yep. At, at, uh, Pick up a couple trailers up at Waterman's. Are you dragging a trailer back east or yeah, stacked? Well, stack trailers? Stack, stack a couple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how long are the trailers? The, these are little 18-foot with a 12-foot bed. Nice. We put our rescue boats on them. Uh-huh. We got a all aluminum, got a big aluminum roller on the back. Nice. Hand winch. So, you know, one guy can launch and retrieve a boat right. without submerging the axles. Yeah, there you Which go. Which is a huge deal for fire departments and rescue squads. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. It Maintenance is. around submerging those yeah. axles. We've yeah. all done it. Yep. And we've all burned up our bearings. Mm, boy. For you guys that are listening, uh, and thanks for sitting in, by the way, here at Big Adventures. Those are all big adventures we've been talking they, to you They about. are, yeah. But... Uh, Try and keep your axles dry, you guys out there, and try and stay right side yeah, up. Yeah. And I still think, you know, we've all got to keep an eye on this uh, COVID thing. So if you can slam a booster before my next show, I'd recommend it. <laughs> but thanks so much, you guys, for yeah. your time. Hey, thanks for having us. Do you have a parting wisdom, Mimi? <laughs> well... <clears throat> I went to Wuhan once. <laughs> My brother was running a, he was the operations manager for a Yangtze River cruise. Oh, wow. So my mom and I went because we just could not not go. And about halfway from Shanghai to Chongqing is this town we stopped at called Wuhan. We're going, oh, I've never heard of Wuhan. Well, it's got 8 million people. <laughs> Eight million people, and we've never heard of it. Now, is 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 that the Three River Dam? Three three, yes, three Gorges. Three, three Gorges, Gorges Dam. Dam, and was the was it full there? No, no, had they, they were built just, that dam yet. They were just starting to cut in to the walls for the ship canal uh, locks. Uh huh. So they had a little coffer dam around that, but we. We just stayed on the river. How awesome was that? What yeah. a what a adventure was, that must have been. How many days were you on? Um, we were on about ten days, and I think at the where the Three Gorges Dam was being constructed, we all got off and looked, you know, and and here's all this big equipment, and then there's this little old lady walking along with the bamboo on her shoulders, eggs on each. In each basket. We're going, what? How cool is that? You did that with your mom? Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah. My dad had passed. They were they were gonna do it, but I think he had too much golf to play. (laughs) No. They love to travel. So my parting word is travel. (laughs) That's a that's a wonderful parting word. And with that Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with me. David, Mimi, uh, this is Big Adventures with those guys in May, Brian Durker, and uh, come back as soon as we put another one of these things out. But you guys really appreciate it. What a wonderful, uh, 
bit Thank of you. timing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's been fun. Okay, stay right side up. Big Adventures is produced by Brian Durker, Margaret Knight, and me, Gavin Bugner. Bill Gleckler and his mandolin provide our music. If you like our show, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.